Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Hillary. Uh, praise the Lord. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good and that is his nature. Wow. Amen. Wow. The, the power of God is already here. And my duty is very simple this afternoon is to stir your faith. Amen. Our text today is coming from 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 7. Okay? Uh, that's NIV. Let's read the NIV. One, let's read together. One, two, three, we go. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slave. Elisha replied to her, How can, hell, can, I, can I help you? Okay, Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars as each is filled. Put it to one side. She left him and afterward shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Verse 7. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. The word of God. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. King of glory, as I share, I pray that you give me utterance. I ask you, Lord, that you confirm your word to someone in this place. Honor your word in this ministry, in this fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we are going to pick out lessons from this event that we see before us. In this story, we see a widow with a challenge before her. Her husband has died, leaving her with debt, and the threat of her children being taken away as slaves. But God through prophet Elisha provides a way out. And it's what we call a supernatural turnaround. And today as I speak, I want you to raise your faith that God can bring a supernatural turnaround in your life. Can we say amen? amen. Yes, today I'm going to encourage you to say amen. 
the one on the projector, project for me 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Today I'm going to be very simple, but I want to believe that your faith is going to be raised even as I speak. I'm going to be very slow. Because sometimes we miss them. Let's read together. First, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. 1, 2, 3, go. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of Did you understand that? Did you understand it? Why we need to repeat again. So when we say amen, we are not saying amen to make noise. We, 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 we are trying to confirm something that is not ordinary. He has told us of the testimony. A lady comes to him and is desperate to bear a child in the womb, which was impossible at that moment. That is something very impossible. But the testimony is clear that after one year, this woman comes back with a bouncing baby. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to inform you, my brother, my sister, the principles of God do not change. The formula of God does not change. The mixture is the same. And the mixture is faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor. Tell them, please have faith. Please have faith. Just have faith. We have been trained to minister the word of God. You have all these reverends here. They have been trained. But the only thing we need you to add in our ministry is add faith. Leave the rest to God and God has appointed us to do the ministry. Yours is raise your faith. Hallelujah. The amens are low. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, now you say the amen with understanding. So I ex- expect you to say amen with understanding. Hallelujah. And so it's really incredible to see how God can turn our situations around. And I can assure you Many of you are a product of God turning your life around. Many of you, you are pretending like God has never done anything for you. Can you stop being mean? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, stop being mean. Hmm? You're, you're, You're so humble as if God has not even ever done anything in your life. You're so like this as if for you, God has never done anything. For sure. God has done many things in our lives. How many of you can testify? Amen? For sure. God has done amazing things in our lives. And even today, he's going to do something in your life. And so, the widow had only a jar of oil. But God multiplied that oil to fill many jars. How he did it, I also don't know. But they tell us that this this oil was enough to pay off all her debts and to sustain her family. Can someone say amen? Amen. She was willing to do her part, collecting the jars from her neighbors, and God did the rest. Are there things that men of God keep telling us here? 
One of those things that God is challenging me about is my finances. You know, God has blessed me so much that I have been unfaithful in some matters of finances. I can confess it here because I am already blessed. God is blessed. If you are blessed, say amen. amen. Yeah. So I, I, I have been very unfaithful in my finances. I've been, okay, I've been giving. I'm a giver. I give. I'm generous to people. I do what. But the area of tithing, I was struggling. Struggling not because I cannot do it, but because I didn't take it very seriously. But I've resolved that I'm going to give God a tenth of everything. Everything. And to tell you, just one week ago, money is coming. I keep getting money, mobile money. I send a tithe. I get money, I send a tithe. Because I am seeing God working in my life. Put salary aside. You are here. But you have been unfaithful in your finances. You are faithful maybe in your salary. You pay a tithe. Of late even I have taken it to another level. When I am paying my tithe, I don't want to do a lot of calculation. If the calculation was, I'm getting maybe 3.6 million. Uh -uh. These things of Sijui, first calculate, get a calculator. No. Let me give him 400,000. Just bonus. 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 And it's working for me. I even feel it in my spirit. You want God to turn your life around? You dare him. I'm just talking about the component of tithing. Be rich towards God. He tells you something, just do it by faith. When you sow, you will reap. People will look at you and say, Hey, mama, let me tell you, you need to reach a point in your life where your life is not by chance. It is on purpose because God has promised it. He is going to do it in your life. And so God's promise of a supernatural turnaround isn't limited in the biblical times. It is for us now, 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 now. And we are dealing not only with the just the jar of oil. Some of you came with financial struggles. Maybe it is a health issue. I'm not going to tell you to put up your hand. You could be with a health issue. But I've learned the principle of health issues. Psalms 103. From verse 1 to verse 3. I know we have read it before. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. If you have organ failure, tell kidney, bless the name of the Lord. Hey, people are still wondering what I'm preaching. I'm preaching the word of God. Says my heart, praise the name of the Lord. The doctor says my heart as a whole. My heart, praise the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. The doctor says you have some issues in your intestine. You need an operation. Say my intestines. Bless the name of the Lord. Who forgives all your sins. And heals all your diseases. Someone say amen. Intestines have ears. 
kidneys have ears. Your eyes have ears. Says that you will see the salvation of who? If you're having issues with your eyes and you're tired and you're saying I'm tired every time I go for one lens, I go for the second lens. Say tonight, this afternoon, I want to see the salvation of the Lord. The amens are low. You need to raise your faith. What is salvation? Salvation is every good thing. Protection, good health, long life. Now, you don't even have to waste your time to tell God, Lord, heal my eyes. Just say, Lord, I want to see your salvation. If my eyes become blind, will I see the salvation of the Lord? I want to see my children. I want to see those nice clothes. I want to see properly. They are God. And we are going to have a time of prayer. I want you to pray a rare prayer. You know those rare prayers, eh? You look at a prayer and even God says, God, this prayer is rare. Who is praying like that? You get, some of your prayers are so ordinary. The liturgy, eh, our Father who art in heaven, they make an extraordinary prayer. Say, Lord, I thank you for my heart. Lord, I thank you for the doctor who gave me that report. Lord, I pray that you bless him. I pray that you continue to use him. But Lord, there is an issue here. His report contradicts with your report. Oh, hey! Now, when you pray like that, you, 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 you begin to tickle God's ears. What are you saying? There is a report. Lord, I have to report something here. What is it? There is a report from the doctor of doctors, the specialist in Uganda, the best in Kampala. He has given me a report that I have only six months to live. Lord, here is the document. It is here. I bring it at the altar of the Lord. Lord, your report says, with long life, will you satisfy me? Lord, here I am. I report to you. Tell me if God will not turn your life around. We will not even have to do a lot of work laying hands on you. Some of you will take your miracle even now as I speak to you right now. If you're obedient. So it's for those who are wondering what is this young man saying? God's love and mercy is not confined to a certain group of people. God's mercy is for all of us. God does not show favoritism. Paul affirms that in Romans about issues of faith. Some of you think this one is blessed because he's from Abantu. If you have that mentality, repent. If that's what you think about me, you are in error. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. My government is in heaven. Whether the economy is bad or good, me, I am blessed. I will never lack. My children will never lack. My children will go to good schools. My children will study in the good universities. If it's even Oxford University, they will go. Ah, you're not saying amen. Some of you, you're limiting yourself. 
especially for the mothers. Stop looking at your bank account. Begin to pray by faith. Confess it. I have my young boy, he's nine years. He says he wants to become a pilot. I don't have the money. But the mother has started to prophesy. Just on Sunday, we had a, I had a meeting where I was sharing. And I said, Favor, come and meet a pilot. There is a, a, a youth minister who is a pilot. So just interact with him. And my wife began to interact with him. So how do they do these things? How much money do I need? It was a lot of money. But is money God's problem? Just watch the space. He will one day be a pilot. So we need to be radical. Praise the Lord. Let me conclude because we have to pray. Praise the Lord. So the text we have read, we, we see the widow has a crisis and the crisis was the husband is dead and has left a big debt. Creditors are coming and they are threatening to take away the two sons. You could be in that state. But Relax. God is in control. He's your father. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God says, he, he, he asks a question through Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17. We could, we could, we could put it there. Jeremiah 32 and verse 17. It's a question, but you could also ask yourself that question. But don't ask it Ask it, intimidating your enemy. Can we read it together? One, two, three, go. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Did you understand it? Amen. So I want you to leave that, leave that scripture there. Just leave it there. Just leave it there. Yes, let it stay there for now. Think about it. Your mindset right now. Just put, put it. That's a blank check. Put everything there. Is it your house? Your plot? Is it a project? Anything. Put it there. Maybe it's your teenager who is giving you big headache. There is nothing that is too hard for God. You can go with that. If you go with that, your life will not remain the same. And so what is the action that is required? We see the widow instructed to borrow many empty jars as she can from her neighbors. And this borrowing indicates the action that is required on our part for God's miracle to unfold. Our requirement is very simple, friends. is to believe. And I'm here to speak to you because I have gone through this, for me, God has given me a gift of faith. And me and my wife, we don't agree. If she's online, she will understand what I'm talking about. We disagree on certain principles when it comes to decision making. Because I am the head of the home, there are decisions in principle, with all due respect, Reverend, you're here. There are decisions I've taken as a man. We did not agree in the house. Not because I don't respect my wife, but it was a place of challenging me. A place of loneliness where I am the bad person and I'm taking a decision as the man in the house. 
and have yielded results. I'm not saying that men go and disobey your wives, don't listen to them. No, there is a place in your journey of faith where you're going to make radical decisions that even your employees are going to disagree with you. The board is going to disagree with you. But those decisions are going to turn your company around. They're going to turn your ministry around. And people say, hey, by, by the way, if we are not accepted, things we are not going to do what? To work out. Why am I mentioning this? Some of you are that place where God is testing your faith. You know, my husband said no. You know, my wife said no. You're trying to please everybody. You must please who? Yeah. Abraham. Just think about it. When Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, if it was you, and you hear your husband saying, uh, I was of a view that I go and sacrifice Isaac. Can you understand? You're saying, you man, you are mad. Something is wrong with your head. You actually need a what? A counselor. Now, why am I saying these things? Things of the spirit, Banang, they require you to spend time in a, in a secluded place and listening to God. That's the place God has called you to be. You're going to make radical decisions. But when the miracle happens in the family, in your life, people will be celebrating. So it's not a bed of roses just because you have faith. There, there are things I would have mentioned here, but they are a bit of confidential. There are decisions I took with my... I remember one time I took a decision that was going to risk my wife's life. We opposed the doctor's report. We kept it a secret. We said if the doctor finds out, that is his problem. But me and my wife, we have agreed to oppose the doctor's report. At least you, NBS doesn't have the, the we know you, new vision. It's nowhere. Even Church of Uganda doesn't have. It is a secret between me and my wife. We took a decision and it worked for my wife. And we were able to receive a baby. Baby favor and baby divine. So we have not received more babies, but we thank God. Because we have children. There was a time when we were saying, Lord, when shall we have children? Ah, it's long gone. There are decisions you are going to take at the altar that contradict the principles of the world. And then when the widow obeys the instructions of the, of the prophet, there was a turnaround. The jazz were able to feel. But as I close, you notice that when the miracle was about to happen, the widow decides to shut the doors. Hmm? Let me conclude on that one now. Shutting the doors. You see, not everybody likes what you think, you know, you're inspired to do. This, you, know. you know, I like this guy, you know, you know, he loves me, you know. Not everybody is happy. And you should do, desist from being too naive. You're sharing with everybody this side, telling them this guy who loves you, who cares? You think for us we don't want him? Let's stop being naive as a church. We are in the world, but we are not of, and the world does not love you. Can I hear some amen? amen. Jesus said you are in the world, the world does not love you. You think, praise God, I thank God that he bought for me a Benz, praise God, who cares? And so, so you think for us we don't drive the Benz. 
Let's be wise. What am I trying to say? Guard your miracle. Someone, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Yeah. I always tell my wife that uh, very soon we should be leaving where we are, we are renting. I tell her, very soon we should be leaving that place. She asks me, where, where is the man? I say, nah, nah, we, we are leaving. You, you begin to prepare. You get She's waiting to see what's on my bank account. Ah, me, I feel the season is up. I've been in rent for nine years. It's time to move on. I don't have the money. Praise the Lord. Why? I am provoking the supernatural. Because I'm a servant of God. Hallelujah. It will work. I've seen it work for me. There's one time in the lockdown. I've ever shared this testimony here. Uh, in the lockdown, they told me, uh, can anyone testify lockdown? You remember lockdown? You would just do things for, never do things for in ministry. So, give a testimony. Ah, uh, I, mean, I cannot give a testimony. Ah, uh, uh, let pastor give a testimony. Pastor has many. Hey, okay. And I was in, I had an issue. I was in areas of six months rent. So, I just come. Okay, I'm going to testify. But the Holy Spirit said, Simba wakatiao. Tell them that you're thanking me for 20, 2020. If I remember, yes, 2020. I cleared all your rent areas. And then tell them, I thank you, Lord, that even in 2021, you are going to clear my areas in Jesus' name. That is the testimony I gave. It's on record in Mugolobi. I was serving a church of the resurrection. Let me tell you, it was after one day. I had gone back to church. My wife calls me in the afternoon and says, Honey, something strange has happened. Someone has given us 2.7 million shillings. Now, I've just given you that one testimony. You're like, ah, this man is just trying to brag around to intimidate us like some pastors in Kampala. Let me tell you, the principle is the same. Another time, someone robbed money in our house. I've ever shared this testimony, but I have to repeat them because not all of you are here. Someone robbed 1.7 million from my wife. It was company money to pay some workers who are doing some research in Kampala here. I'm not going into the details of who it was, but... And this person was with my son. We had left the person with our son. Good enough, he brought my son, Fever, to church. And he deceived me that he had gone to buy some chapati for my son. He never came back. So I, I sensed he had taken my wife's money. Indeed, to check the money wasn't there, my wife almost collapsed in my hands. We had to borrow money. We borrowed from friends. What? So, well, you know, the, the love now went down. You know, you know what I'm talking about, marriage. Eh? When you have money issues, it interrupts your love affair. Everything went bazaar. There wasn't every, we were in mood swings. You could not even say I love you. Say I love you. They love you. Like, okay. The marriage was bad. You people. I hope I'm talking. People who understand what I'm talking about. When there is no money in a marriage, you're in trouble. You, you cannot be creative as a man. But let's leave that. So, but I thank God. I was in a lunch hour meeting like we are here now. And we're not very many. For you are very many. And I was praying. I was praying, you know, because I was having time to go for lunch hour. I was in the house of God. So I would help lead prayer. So there was this gentleman who kept coming for lunch hour prayer meetings. He would pray. So one time he misbehaved in a company and he lost his job. He was earning a lot of money. 
So he lost his job, I canceled him, please. Don't be short-tempered next time. You know, when you are short-tempered, you can lose a job. He lost a job, like, and it was a lot of money. So I canceled him, and he was encouraged. So later on, he moved on. You know, men of God, we prophesy to you. We release words of wisdom, and you go. But thank God he came up. He came around. He was my friend. So he used to send me, like, a 20K, mobile money, buy airtime. This time round, he sends a figure, 1.8 million on mobile money. So, you know, when you are, when you are being in problems, eh, you're used to certain amounts. So I checked. It was, I thought it was 180,000. But to check, I, I first went to my wife. I said, honey, I found my wife, her eyes were red because she was really stressed. But now she was thinking, she was reading about the Shunammite woman, if you've read about the Shunammite. So I said, honey, how are you? I'm okay. You know, Lord. said, you check on my phone. I've seen some man. I don't understand it. You check for me. You know, little face. She checks and says, now to confirm, send mobile money to our landlord. She sends, the money was still there, you people balance. Said glory to God. Praise the Lord. Can I give the last one? Another one. This is for worshippers. You know I'm gifted in singing, I can sing. If I really want to sing, I can sing. So I went to worship God. 7.30 a.m. service in Bugolobi. I was worshiping God. That was still season of lockdown, the bad season. No, this was a season when I was going for theological training. You know when you're going for theological training, you have to, you have to resign. Just go and study. You, get, you know what I'm talking about. Salary goes down, money goes down. But I want to sound, it was one morning. So as I was worshiping God, praising my God. And really, I worship God. You know, there are times you worship and you really see you are mechanical. This was true worship. I was excited. So I went to have some, a cup of tea behind there. As I was going, some lady tapped on me and said, Pass with, um, you go to the accountant. I've, um, I've left a check of uh, 2.7, it was 2.5 million. I said, hey, 2.250, you know. You never want to hear the big money. So me, I thought it was 250. You people, you know I'm mentioning this? Some of you, you can go through problems that even when God brings a miracle, you hear badly. <laughs> Someone says, uh, I want you to be my wife. And you're like, what did she say? Wife? What are those things you're talking about? No! When you are in problems, sometimes you're hearing problem. You have a hearing problem. Because you've been in problems for many years. Hmm? This is to the singles. So when someone comes around, can I take you out? And say, ah, me, I, these are satanic agents. No, they are not satanic agents. <laughs> Be flexible, move, turn around. Yeah, people who want others to take them out for you are just there pretending. You get? So I was in the corridor. Indeed, they gave me 2.5 million. And so many things have been happening like that. But what am I trying to say? All these things happened because of my right attitude in worship. When we come in such a gathering and a reverend is now going to release prophetic utterances in the next session we are going in, you had better raise your faith. One time I was ministering in a church recently. You see, that's why I'm confident to tell you that I'm leaving, entering a new house. Is I went to a meeting to preach, you know. And then the man of God said, Ah, I feel led by the Spirit of God. Reverend Richard, I want you to come and kneel down. We are believing God that you are entering your house. Ah, you. Ha. I ran quickly. I knelt down. Then these big mamas came to lay hands on me. I said, hey, who am I? You people. Do you know that you need a prayer from a brother and a sister? 
Some of us, we are struggling because people are not genuinely praying for us. That's why I'm encouraging us, let us take this prayer seriously. When a servant of God releases a blessing, receive it and say, Amen! Amen! I receive it! Those of you who are barren, you know some of us will come with attitude. No, you just come because, you know, you went to the doctor, everything, because you have money, you come like this, like this. My sister, those of you who are believing God for a, for, for a baby, touch on your belly. Ah, I'm saying, I don't want. Those things don't work in the kingdom of God. Yes. Stop being uh, shy. How comes you're not shy when you have a wound? Eh? <laughs> I will not mention those things. I've experienced situations where I had wounds which were in wrong places. And the person who's going to work on you is not even a man. He's a woman. Like this woman is going to... Ah, ah. No, 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 no. They should get me a male doctor. Let me tell you, when you are in pain, whether it is a male doctor or a female, you just open your legs and they heal you. Praise the Lord. Who, who cares? Who cares? I want us to have that attitude. When we come in the house of the Lord, we are vulnerable. Let's not be shy. Church of Uganda want to be so composed. Ah, praise the Lord. Oh, Reverend, praise the Lord. Ah, things are not okay. Things are not okay. Kneel down and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, touch me. He will touch you. Let me give you this verse, then I hand over to Reverend Jafu to lead us in the next session of prayer. How many of you, your faith has been raised? You know, we all just need faith. We just have faith. When faith merges with power, manifestation is inevitable. Praise the Lord. So in, um, it is First uh, Peter chapter 5. Let me get it. Just to, and we are going to handle this in repentance. Uh, First Peter chapter 5. Yes. Mm. Okay. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. No, let me start from verse 5. <clears throat> Likewise, uh, let's read from there. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Some of you think that uh, Mary was chosen because in the book of God, it was ordained before the foundations of the world that Mary would be chosen as the woman of God who will bear Jesus Christ. If Mary was not humble, there were many humble ladies God would have chosen. But it was by, let me call it chance, let me use my human language, chance. Mary was found humble. And the miracle collided with Ha! Many of us, we are arrogant. Very proud. That's why we encourage you when you come in the house of God, put your titles where? Outside there. Hmm? Naman, you remember Naman? Naman was a general. And he started saying, ah, how can this man of God tell me to swim in, the, in, the, in this dirty pool seven times? Eh, I think one of his colleagues, I think in the army also told you, Afande, <laughs> we have come very far. Just what do you lose? Just obey, you get healed. 
I think this, this is smaller fund, realized this bigger fund was being naive. You cannot move all that distance. Then it's saying, ah, for me, I am general. Who cares? You are sick. In the kingdom of God, don't bring your generals here and what? If you are sick, you are sick. Kneel down, we pray for you. Then you can go and continue with your general things and you what? God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And that applies for every experience you're going through. If you're humble, God will show you his grace. The next verse. Therefore, verse 6, now we have to do. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. The mighty hand of God is already here. How many of you are ready to be humble? Okay. You know I like being specific. <laughs> yes. Be humble. Eh? That he may lift you up in due time. There is time. Hey. I can assure you, you know this from me, from personal experience. Every achievement you have in life is not simple. If you're a doctor, we'll, we'll say doctor. And that's not cheap. Some of you say, ah, I'm just a doctor. No, you're not just a doctor, my dear. There is a, there is a ladder you've climbed. If you're a counsel, you're a justice, you offer respect where it's due. Let me tell you, that's a ladder in life. But the, the key is, let's humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and in due time, he will lift us up. Whether it's a marriage, whether it's a what, mention it. Some of you are wondering, why is he talking about me? I'm talking about all of you because I don't know what you're going through. Let us stand up. We are going to pray. But there's what we're asking you, just be humble have faith. Don't allow anything to condemn you. We all go through problems. You people, I also have problems. But I don't have to tell anybody my problems. I tell them to God. Hallelujah.